Welcome to Port City Politics. I'm WHQR News Director Ben Schachman. And I'm WECT investigative reporter Michael Pratz. And on this edition of Port City Politics, we're going to be talking more about the purchase of the Bank of America building, or rather the former Bank of America building, by New Hanover County on behalf of Cape Fear Community College. Yeah, and we'll also talk a little bit more about the removal of a CFCC Board of Trustees member uh, that was abruptly removed uh, last week. Uh, going on 10 days now or so. So, uh, last week we did, uh, we did have the hurricane that came through and knock on wood actually uh, spared us or speared Brightsville yeah. Beach as, uh, as the Star News put it. Um, um, but either way, we, we talked briefly about Jimmy Hopkins who is a CFCC Board of Trustees member. Uh, you wanna give us a quick recap on what, what that was all about? Sure, so uh, according to some emails we received from the, the county and talking to Mr. Hopkins and some other folks, it seems that early in September, uh, Jimmy Hopkins, long time, over 10 years, uh, Board of Trustees member for Cape Fear Community College, um, early in September, he got into some kind of disagreement with college president Jim Morton. It was over a facilities issue um, that it was a major facilities move that the college was making that Hopkins, who chaired the facilities committee, was not aware of. He felt this was unusual. I think objectively, as a bystander, that seems unusual. Uh, he said that the, the community college was trying to keep it under their hat. Um, they disagreed about it. A couple weeks later, they... Um, they removed him, or rather, um, New Hanover County Chair Julia Olson Bozeman removed him. Now, there's some questions about whether or not that's actually legally allowable. We'll get into that in a minute. Sure. But this seems to overlap or dovetail with the story of the purchase of the Bank of America building. That is where I do have an update. When I spoke, uh, Rachel Keith and I, Rachel of WHQR, uh, we collaborated on this story, and we spoke finally in person with Jimmy Hopkins. Uh, he let us come over to his office and uh, film our interview and for the first time because he's been hedging his bets and being very, very quiet about what he actually says, uh, he did finally come out and say, I had a disagreement with Jim Morton, the president of CFCC, regarding a facilities issue and I can say now that facilities issue was about this nursing building purchase. So last week we, uh, again, we kind of knew uh, everything, the, the stars aligned, but we're not, we're, we're here to report facts and we couldn't say with any certainty um, that that was, that was the case. And now I can say he has confirmed the argument, the disagreement was over the purchase of this nursing building. Right on. Okay. So uh, we, <laughs> I, I was willing to speculate a little bit last week, so that seems to have been borne out. I do not have to eat any <laughs> crow. I'm very excited. Crow is not tasty. Um, all right. So the Bank of America purchase, um, looks like this. In August, Brian Eckel, who's a developer, um, real estate guy, sits on both Novant's local board for New Hanover Regional Medical Center and their parent board, um, put for 11-ish million dollars, 11 plus million dollars, put under contract the former Bank of America building. And there have been behind the scenes conversations, apparently involving county commissioners, people at Novant, people at UNCW, people at CFCC, but not including Jimmy Hopkins, mm -hmm. since at least you know late August, early September, about what to do with this building, which is to basically turn it into a massive nursing training facility mm -hmm. that would allow CFCC to grow its nursing program by an order of magnitude. Yeah, and let's be clear here, I don't think there's really, uh, there's nobody out there that I have spoken with that says 
having more nurses or getting more people more education is a bad thing. I do not believe that is. Uh, if, if anybody tries to argue and say that if you don't support this, you hate nurses, it's a complete logical fallacy. That is not what the, uh, what the arguments for and against this are. Uh, obviously, yes, there is a nursing shortage. This is one of the reasons that uh, county commissioners actually voted to approve uh, this purchase or this agreement, which we'll get more into. Uh, so it's not about not believing there's a lack of nurses for myself and I'm really uh, I still have a lot of questions that I need answers to uh, and one of the biggest ones like you said Brian Eccles purchased er, in his company got this building under contract my question here and I do believe that he is willing to speak with us actually um, so I just want to know how this all came about that's really where my confusion is was this a request from CFCC that they, you know, I don't know what his relationship is with somebody at CFCC. Did somebody say, hey, we really need a building like that. That's a perfect one. Man, I wish we could buy that. And he got this idea of, hey, you know, if he's a savvy businessman, he says, hey, I have, a, you know, my development company. I'm going to go purchase it and see if they would like it. Because he is on that Novant board, as you were saying, and he knows the need for nurses. So was this a ask like that? Was this his plan all along when this I guess my biggest question is when this building got put under contract was the intent always knowing you were going to hand this off to New Hanover County and I don't think that's a good or bad thing I just want to know you know was that the plan from the get-go if it was did you how did you hedge your bets because yeah. that's an expensive bet to make if the county says no or if the LGC which we know can say no to the county um, you know, what's, how do you hedge this? And I do think it's a, you know, very prominent piece of property downtown. Uh, so there's probably going to be demand for it. Yeah. So I could say a couple things about this. One, um, for my conversations with Brian Eckel and, uh, we have invited him to be on the podcast. Hope to have him to talk about the bigger plans around this, which again, I, I don't think anyone really disagrees with the spirit of those plans. I think it's a, it's a clear and present danger to the community, not having enough nurses. And I think, you know, the way this was laid out, both by Mark Lanier, um, who's an assistant to the chancellor at UNCW, and mm -hmm. by uh, Eckel during Monday's commission meeting, was that the ultimate goal here is to create a pipeline, maybe even a scholarship system that, that recruits from our local schools, gets them into the certificate program at CFCC, and then can pass them along to UNCW if they want to go further and get a bachelor's nursing degree. That creates a range of nurses, everything from CNAs to actually bachelor's degree nurses, to fill not just one, but all the kind of nursing needs. Um, that's a big, complicated program with a lot of moving parts. It would involve the state, it'll involve uh, money from Novant, it'll involve the New Hanover County School District, maybe other school districts. Um, and I think what happened here was that one of the stumbling blocks in moving forward was the actual facility. And government moves slow, and I think what appears to have happened is that they say, well, what if we kind of jumpstart this process by building a building? I do believe, I think it's fair to say that this was purpose, purpose contracted, right? Yeah. This wasn't Echo putting it under the contract to see who might want it for what. I think this was specifically what they wanted. Um, those conversations happened with CFCC. Again, no idea why Hopkins was excluded from those conversations. I do know why they kept it a low profile, and that was that the Bank of America building has been 
you know, people have been sort of hedging around it in real estate terms for a while. It is a big piece of property. Mm -hmm. It requires some upfitting, no matter for no matter what you want to do with it. And I do think if there was, if word got out that there was sincere interest at it in it from local government, that the price would go up, and that the taxpayers would end up paying more. So I think I understand that part of it. Now the the part where I have a question. So I'm not disparaging uh, Brian Eccles' motives or really the fact that he kept his conversations with UNCW or CFCC or any other stakeholders under his hat. I think as a private developer, that's his right, one. And two, I, I get the issue of trying to keep this from turning into a bidding war. Where yeah, ultimately, ab absolutely. But I still think that what happened on Monday was kind of difficult to take without criticism because what you had was, you know, more or less uh, for the, I mean, the agenda was out the previous week, but this was the first public discussion of the county Mm -hmm. spending $12 million um, to purchase the building. And that comes with a couple of really large asterisks. So the first asterisk is they didn't appraise the building, which governments often do. Yeah, so typically, I mean, I, I, it, I, through my experience, I know with mortgages at a bare minimum, if you're getting a mortgage, you have to have an appraisal. The property has to appraise for at least what your loan amount is. Otherwise, you can't borrow that amount of money. That is what appraisals are for. It's to protect the investment of the banks uh, as well as yourself. You want to know that what you're buying is worth the, you know, if it's uh, $10 worth of potatoes, you want to make sure you're not getting eight bucks. So that is important, that is necessary and has not been done yet. As Commissioner Rob Zappel asked, you know, do we have an appraisal? How are we getting this? Uh, it's $11.875 million uh, and County Manager Chris Coudre, along with somebody else, I don't remember who actually spoke, uh, but they said no, no appraisal has been done. We're basing this off of the uh, the tax value from I believe one or two years ago, which was in the eight to nine million dollar range. And then they started doing some uh, cocktail napkin math, saying if you add 33% here and deduct two and all this stuff that I'm just like, whoa, 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 show your work. Um, they got to this $11.875 million uh, price. And I, for one, am not a real estate developer. I have no way to say whether or not that is uh, too high, too low, anything like that. Uh, however, you know, getting an appraisal done is part of the process. And it seems a little bit like uh, putting the cart before the horse here. Yeah, um, I, I agree. And I think this, again, this is not to suggest that the other parties um, in the sale, so uh, Hank Miller, who was actually did the, the brokerage, um, Brian Eckel, whose company put on a contract, or even Hill Rogers, who was the, uh, the seller's agent. Mm -hmm. This is not to say that they are somehow ginning up the price. No. Uh, it's just that, you know, good, to me, good fiscal responsibility is if the government is going to buy a building, it should know it's getting as money as worth. That's all I think we're saying there. Right. I will say the second enormous asterisk is that on paper, this, what this ordinance that they voted unanimously for on Monday does is create a debt fund. So they're taking out debt. They're, mm -hmm. they're taking out a loan, basically. Um, and they're putting the money from that loan in a capital fund that they will use to complete this purchase. Mm -hmm. At some point down the line, they will this is not an if, they will have another vote to expand that capital fund, meaning taking out more debt, a mm -hmm. larger loan to upfit and renovate the building. Because right now it's an empty uh, office building. Yeah. And so the county has estimated, and it is only an estimate, 
that it's 14-ish million dollars. So at the bare minimum, this isn't a $12 million purchase. This is a $26 million loan that they're taking out to check my math because I'm a liberal arts major. But I feel like that's about right. $26 million loan, and that number could go up. And it seemed, again, it seems a little disingenuous to say, oh, it's $12 million um, and that's the end of the day. But you're kind of, there's going to be some sunk cost fallacy. You have to imagine a future situation where county commissioners, and the county commission could actually look quite different mm-hmm. uh, when they come back with that estimate. I mean, it's only a few months before a new county board is going to be set mm-hmm. with at least one different member. Right. And so they may look at this differently, but they will have already been committed to a $12 million loan, probably. And, and this is a caveat again. Uh, so that, that seems a little problematic to do this by passing an ordinance that commits you to more than is actually on the bottom line of the ordinance. And I think, I think the last thing is that, as you pointed out to me, this is not quite a done deal. They still need to do some due diligence. And there's the LGC. Right, there is. So speaking of the the due diligence real quickly, um, I know we had mentioned that there had not been an appraisal done. That is not to say that they're not doing an appraisal. This money, this building has not been purchased yet. As with any uh, or as with most real estate transactions, you do have a due diligence period. I'm not sure what the exact amount of time is for this, uh, but in that time period, we should see an actual appraisal uh, due diligence period. There, there might be some sort of uh, earnest money that the county might have to put down that they might lose. But compared to, let's say, $12 million and it only appraises for $5 million. I'm not saying that's the case. Yeah. Uh, but if it did, they could walk away and maybe lose, I don't know, $50,000 of earnest money or however much it might be. I will say, I, I believe from reading the contract, again, not real estate expert, mm-hmm. but I believe that Eccles Firm has actually put down the earnest money. Okay. And so what this would be is the county is more or less assuming the contract. So they have less risk there. And I think Eccles said during Monday's meeting that the contract, his, he can hold that current contract through November. Okay. So there is time to get this appraisal done. I, want, I don't want to chastise it too much. Uh, however, State Treasurer Dale Falwell is not me and he is willing to criticize. I spoke with him uh, actually three days in a row starting on Monday, I believe, uh, Monday, well, two days, Monday and Tuesday, I had back-to-back uh, conversations with him, uh, tangentially related to the same topics with CFCC, the first of which had to do with Jimmy Hopkins, which I'll just, we did talk about this pretty in detail before, so uh, I will say Treasurer Falwell is on the uh, State Community Colleges Board. He's also a smart individual in terms of, you know, book smarts, in terms of math. Um, he, he knows his stuff. Uh, so when he heard that, you know, Mr. Hopkins was being removed, uh, the treasurer was not pleased. And yeah. he has outright said, I want this reversed. I, I want him reinstated. He doesn't know Mr. Hopkins at all. Yeah, he referred to him as the person. because. Mr. Falwell Dale was looking at this essentially as a you know a legal and philosophical issue, mm-hmm. and uh, we won't get too far into the weeds. But you and Rachel Keith had an article uh, this week yes. that got into this. One of the issues is the county seems to be operating under its own policy, which determines how they can remove people under a committee that basically they created a Parks and Rec or something. Right. And the the community college um, board of trustees are much more complicated. One, they are created by state charter, not mm-hmm. by a county charter. And two, 
the county doesn't have complete authority. It's a shared appointment authority. So the governor appoints some people, the county commission appoints, uh, I believe the governor appoints four, the county commission appoints four, the school board appoints four, and then Pender County gets to appoint one because we have uh, some Pender County sure. facilities. Um, so no one person really has total appointment authority. And so there's a real serious question about whether or not the county commission can do things under county policy or whether they would have to play by the state rules. And it, the state rules make it look like you need due process. It's a lot more complicated. Mm -hmm. You cannot just write a letter from Julia Olson Bozeman and kick well, the pockets off. You know, I will say, and I've, I've stressed this before, but I am comfortable saying based off of case law, based off of precedence, based off of the fact that state law always and always will trump local policy. Um, it certainly appears that Chairwoman Olson Bozeman does not have this authority in any stretch uh, that I can actually get to. Now, I wouldn't imagine the county staff, the county management would ever say, oh, no, this is, you know, she made this public statement here. This is what she did. And they actually were complicit in it by sending that email on her behalf. Um, I don't think they would ever truly admit that they were wrong publicly. Um, the same way that the city of Wilmington refused to acknowledge that their attorney just did not read the law regarding short-term rentals properly, and it ended up costing them a lot of money. So, again, I don't expect the county to come out and say, oh, you're right, we can't do what we just did. Um, it will possibly take a lawsuit, unfortunately. We lament over this all the time. There is nobody out there actually making sure that governments are following state laws. It takes these lawsuits to actually get from A to B. So if you do something that's you know, contrary to state law, nobody's gonna stop the government from doing it until you stand up and say, I'm taking you to court. Yeah, and for the record, Hopkins has expressed his openness to that option. He has not said, I am filing a lawsuit. He did say he had spoken with legal counsel, and he basically said if, it, if he needs to go further, he'll go further, meaning further than a public complaint. Yeah, he's absolutely interested in, in going, to, going to this, uh, going through the legal process. Uh, I believe he does have, he has retained legal counsel at this point, and if it needs to go there, he told me, you know, I have no problem doing it. I don't expect the county to come out and basically what I just said, he doesn't expect them to say um, outright like, oh, I, you know, I messed up. Uh, so it might take a lawsuit and that could get expensive. Um, ultimately, this comes down to, once again, we're seeing issues. We're seeing a lot of questions and problems, to be quite honest with you, with New Hanover County Chairwoman, Julie Olson Bozeman, making these decisions that are negatively impacting uh, at least perception of, you know, New Hanover County, um, of how the board is actually operating. Um, there's, there's just so many questions here as to what's going on, uh, whether or not, you know, why the board of trustees uh, chairperson Bill Cherry mm -hmm. actually went along with this and said yes we're removing Jimmy from the board uh, even though you know his charter they he has a duty to uphold his own charter and everybody on the board of trustees does as well 
Ray Funderburg, who's one of the newest members on the board, he is the only other trustee that I have spoke to that has uh, that has said, you know, we are, uh, why aren't we following our own policy? State law says we can't do this. Treasurer Falwell, as I mentioned, he said, you know, they can't do this. He, he outright said, you can't do this. And I am waiting on Attorney General Josh Stein to respond to me. He was amiable to speaking with me about this. He just needed to look up what I was talking about. Um, so there's a lot of powers at play here. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what the fallout is, if there's a lawsuit or not. Uh, but I would not put it this way. I would not be surprised if something's filed this week. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I, I think we can say about this is the other way in which Dale Falwell is involved is as the chair of the Local Government Commission, uh, which is, if you haven't been playing along at home, uh, an agency under the state treasurer's office that does financial oversight for big local government purchases. This is a big local government purchase. Um, and it, it's a little bit, it's, a, it's an ironic coincidence that these two stories have sort of been intertwined, Hopkins being removed from the board and the unusual approach to purchasing this building. Um, and we got a little clarity actually recently about what it takes to trigger uh, something to go in front of the LGC for approval. It's, uh, the threshold is lower than I, than I previously had thought it was. I believe it's $100,000 a year mm -hmm. um, or something to that effect. So this, in any case, this clearly is significant enough of a purchase, of a debt purchase um, to go in front of the LGC. And I have to wonder how well the county will fare um, because this is looking like it's about to be strike three. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the hospital sale initially got uh, Treasurer Falwell's attention. He came down to Wilmington several times to speak uh, against it um, as treasurer because he thought um, it would have a negative impact on a, a number of financial aspects. He shot down the county's attempt to do the initial government center, again, with Brian Eckel. Mm -hmm. Um, the initial plan would have been much more lucrative for Eccles, uh, Eccles development firm because it would have been this lease-to-own process. Uh, Falwell and his uh, staff eventually said, if you just direct finance this, you'll save 20-some million dollars. Mm -hmm. The county, you know, basically said okay and mm -hmm. backed out very quietly. They didn't make yeah. a very sp a big splash about it. Um, and then, more or less, the same exact thing happened recently with Project Grace, where, again, the, the county tried to do a lease-to-own deal that would have enriched a local development firm. Dale, again, pointed out, even with rising interest rates, even mm -hmm. with, um, you know, the financial situation being less favorable than it was six months ago, still cheaper for the county, from his point of view, uh, to direct finance it. And now we'll have this. Yeah, and I will say that is, uh, as you just said, so that was, uh, you did qualify that, that is, his opinion, he's not doing um, even back of the napkin math at this point as far as um, what the cost to build is, what the cost to, what the exact amount of loan you would have to take out for this to, uh, to get these bonds and do a capital improvement uh, project. But he still does believe, as you said, that it would be much cheaper for the taxpayers if you didn't go through this uh, rent to own on a piece of property you already own, um, which is basing the rent off of projected rents in the future, which is never a good way to count, uh, you know, an investment. Um, things could fall out of the economy. Um, the God forbid, you know, the the ice caps melt and all of a sudden uh, the water line 
floods Gray Street. That's not that's not on the radar. But I'm just saying anything can happen. Um, and if something like that were to happen, you don't have that guaranteed rent and tax income. Now you are taxed on the property appraised value, but there's also that retail value, the hotel room tax value uh, that they're counting on to say this is why it's justified. Treasurer Falwell says no, no it's not. Uh, go get a 3% loan. This would be up to possibly even a 13% loan uh, in terms of paying back the developer over the 20, 50, whatever years it was. Oh, don't quote me on that. 20. 20 year. Um, lots and lots of questions. Uh, when I spoke to the treasurer and I spoke with, uh, uh, I, I believe it was one of his uh, deputy treasurers, somebody, um, somebody in his office before uh, Falwell was able to make it on the call and I was telling him, uh, he, he said, you know, what happened with that, uh, that Bank of America meeting? I know they had it last night. I said, oh, they approved it. They also didn't have an appraisal. He was speechless. And then the treasurer came on and he goes, wait till you hear this. Michael, tell him what you just told me. And I told him, and the treasurer just goes, say that again? Wait, what? And it was a facepalm moment for him. So um, he, he has said that he has a lot of concerns with how New Hanover County is operating, um, doing things without much transparency. And again, I just want to, before we, before we hop off here, this is, uh, at least in my opinion, in my, um, you know, I, I try not to give opinion, but I wanna make sure I'm being clear here. When it comes to real estate, when it comes to development, uh, when it comes to any business, I am of the mind that, I mean, making a profit is how you stay in business. I have zero problems with a business, with a, with a developer, with a real estate company, um, doing what they need to do to stay in business and operate and get, their, and get profits. That is why you go into business. It's why you and I do what we do. We do it to get paid. So I don't have any issues with that. I do have questions and concerns about when the taxpayer money is potentially enriching uh, a development company. I'm not saying it is in this circumstance. I don't know if the assignment of this contract comes with any finder's fees, so to speak, for Brian Eccles' company. I don't know if he's gonna make any sort of money off the back end. I assume there's gonna be transaction fees and that thing, but uh, that is logistical and happens. I don't believe he is going to be unjustly, unjustly enriched by this deal. I don't know for fact, um, but I didn't see anything in the contract, and I believe he even said he would just straight up assign the, the contract over to the county. Um, so credit where it's due. It doesn't, at least on the surface, I don't know for a fact. I'd like to have him on here and speak with him about you know, what this means for his company, for his own profit. Um, if it is truly altruistic that he saw this building that is perfect fit, he knows we need nurses, I'm gonna scoop it up and assign it to the county if they want it because this is a desperate need here and doing it because of that purpose. And it sounds like that's where he was coming from. So we'll have to get more information from him, at least in my opinion, and speak with them about uh, the nitty gritty and ask somebody who's actually in real estate to understand this contract for us because uh, it is not our job to interpret the law. Yeah, and I, I can just say, just to, to recap my thoughts on this, um, again, the, the underlying reason for the plan, I don't think I've spoken with anyone who disagrees with that. Um, 
seeing a, a, a clear crisis unfolding and being frustrated at the slow pace of government to address it and taking matters into your own hands in the private market. Again, totally understand that. Um, there's certainly uh, plenty of B Corps mm -hmm. that are built on that premise. Um, the, the questions for us come really solely when the, the people's money uh, is being used for real estate transactions. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't, I mean, we're not saying you can't do that. We're just saying that private developers can do what they want. They can move fast and break stuff. The government needs to move slow and show its work at every stage. And yeah. when that doesn't happen, we have concerns. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it. We will try and get some more answers here. Don't know how far we'll get with that, but uh, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on whether or not CFCC ends up in an, any lawsuits regarding Jimmy Hopkins. Um, again, would not be surprised, but have no way of knowing one way, one way or the other. So we'll see you next week and kind of pick up where we're leaving off because these are certainly developing stories. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. All right. See you then.